Welcome, one and all, to Here's the Thing, the podcast where we tell you the thing about a thing. I am one of your hosts, Joshua, and I'm joined by Tyler again this week, fresh off of vacation. Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me back. Hey, it's good to have you back, (laughs) sir, Uh, as it is also your podcast, so I'm glad you're here. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I feel, you know, it is when you go on vacation and then you come back and you feel like you're just in a new place. Well, the listeners and I did have a party while you were gone. What? And we weren't going to tell you, but there it is. People always plan parties when I go out of town. Sorry, everybody. You were having a party on your own, man. How was your week? How was vacation? It was really fun, man. It was good. We talked about how last week I was going to the beach and I wasn't as excited as most people are because I don't love the beach as much as a lot of people. All right. So Mm. get this. You'll appreciate this. So I told you on the last week's podcast, like my big thing going to the beach is not the sand, all the sand and the sun and the sweat. Like that's not my, that's not my draw as it is for a lot of people. However, I do love getting in the water and just riding those waves with my belly. Cause you know, like I don't surf, but how you turn around and yeah, boogie, you just kind of let the waves toss you around. Yeah, kind of just let them do what they have their way with you for a second. Yeah, that's what I love. Well, like four out of seven of our beach days <coughs> were considered jellyfish cautionary days, and there were flags oh up everywhere because there was an influx of jellyfish on the beach, and um, so that kind of killed the vibe because, like, I don't want to be stung by jellyfish. No, not at all. Um, there was the one of the days, like the one of the one of the first days I went out there. I got in the water, and there wasn't a lot of people out there. And I was like, I was like, man, I got all this space to myself. And <laughs> I just kept like right, doing my wave thing. I was out there for about an hour, and I came in, and there was a line at the lifeguard station, and he they were just spraying people, just spraying their legs and their arms and their necks. And I found out that that's vinegar in that bottle, and you spray that on jellyfish stings. And that line was people who have just been stung by jellyfish. What the poop? I know. And I was like... How many people? How many people in this line? Um, I would say probably f- like our just our lifeguard station was four or five in that moment that we were there. Just getting sprayed down with vinegar. What? It's a real thing, man. It really happened. So... I did not get back in the water after I saw that because it really messed me up. I but wouldn't have either. I talked to a guy out there, and he was like, bro, you haven't gotten stung yet? He's like, I got stung like three times yesterday. And I was like, dude, I was just out there, man. Like, I was I was out there by myself just swimming around. I didn't even know. They're like, oh, yeah, there's a ton of jellyfish out here. So we were walking on the – we walked on the beach just about every night. And um, that's when it hit me that there were just – I mean, there were jellyfish everywhere we saw them the first night or two i just thought it was just a thing that was happening i don't know why i didn't make the connection that it didn't i never saw that many jellyfish on the beach before i'm talking way too much about this but it just it really it really that's crazy it really stuck with me man so i we talked about the pot the possibility of shark attacks we didn't even talk about jellyfish jellyfish wasn't even on our radar not at the and time. Now it's all you I can were, think about. You were in very real danger. I was. I went to the science, I mean, not science museum, the aquarium, and was able to touch some jellyfish. Um, what? T- towards the end. Yeah, they have an exhibit where you can touch the jellyfish. but they're, I thought that was dangerous. You have to touch the tops of them. 
and uh, I just the head. I think they maybe take take off the 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 bad things. I don't know. I don't like the tentacles. I don't know how that works exactly, but like kids were doing it and stuff. Either. So I'm sure there's like safety stuff. Um, huh. But it was really it was really cool, man. It was a lot. I just I had way too much like jellyfish interaction for one vacation. Um, outside I, of that, I, though, one might say any jellyfish interaction is yeah, too much. And yet, again, and I hate to say this now, and something crazy happened later, but not not a sting, not one jellyfish sting. As many, <sighs> I probably saw upwards of uh, for like the ones I saw on the beach, and then of course the aquarium. I probably saw like literal hundreds of jellyfish th- throughout this week. And Man. and not one of them caused me any so harm. So these but these people with jellyfish things, did they have welts or anything? Like mm. were there marks on their body? I I didn't really I wasn't really looking at that. I mean I didn't see anything that stood out. One guy in particular, I was looking at his leg and definitely didn't see anything on his leg. Um, huh. So I I got stung when I was a kid. I've been stung by a jellyfish once, and I didn't know what a jellyfish was. I was like six or seven. I didn't understand how they worked. And I remember telling my mom, because we still talk about it, so the story's still kind of fresh, that, like, this wash, this washcloth, I thought it was, like, a cloth, <laughs> and as a kid, I remember looking at my arm, and I saw it, and it was, like, this white washcloth on my arm, and then all of a sudden, like, I had this excruciating pain, and I remember going in the house, and I was in all this pain, and uh, it was... I remember again. I don't. I can't relate the pain to adulthood because things hurt differently when you're an adult than when you're a kid. Yeah, I was gonna ask what it feels, like, what it felt like. It was really bad. Like I mean, I cried so bad, and it was just. Was really... it? Does it like burn, or is it like getting shocked, or? No. Yeah. It's well. I think that's why. I, I think that's why they make the connection. Like de- jellyfish are electrocute. You know, whatever. Because even though they don't, it's like little barbs that go into your uh. skin. Um, I. It, I, th- I don't really remember it, man. I think from what I remember and what I'm told and what I've read, whatever, it's just a lot like like fire. Like it's so hot. Like it's st- huh. and, and this would be a great thing for listeners to chime in if they've been – if they've had an interaction with jellyfish, I would actually be genuinely curious to hear how it went and what it was like because I want to know – I really don't. I really don't know. I, I the guy that one of the guys that got sprayed. I was like, "What's up, man? You got stung?" He's like, "Yeah." He was probably like, you know, fifteen, sixteen. He's like, "Yeah, it got me." I was like, "Does it hurt?" He's like, "Yeah, not as much as it did when it first happened." And I was like, "All right, cool. Have a good day." And that was our whole interaction. But huh. it was nice to it was nice to hear like some feedback on like it hurt really bad at first and it got better, especially after it got sprayed. I'll huh. tell you. Um, um, one of the people there when they were having the big thing with all the jellyfish on the it was actually on the news like on the Myrtle Beach news they were like there's been a lot of jellyfish coming to shore and take caution if you get stung a guy came on there with a pointer that if you put shaving cream on it and then you take a butter knife and you go all four directions north to south south to north his words I thought it was weird to use like north south east but that's what he did so you go up, down, down, up, left, right, right, left, in any particular order, but all four motions, that it would uh, remove all the barbs. If you use a butter, a, knife, a, butter knife, a butter knife, a butter knife, and shaving cream, and it would remove all the barbs and essentially take out all the pain. So, huh. I was prepared to do that um, if I did have an encounter with one, but I ended up just not getting back in the water at all. I just didn't. Yeah, I I would have yeah I would have done the same thing. I'm with you, man. I, I was probably, I've never been stung, but I saw one on a beach, just laying on a beach one time when I was very little. Ah, uh, yeah, we saw, dude, we saw a ton on the beach, man. Like, I put it on my Snapchat story. Like every night we were out there, 
I don't know if Cecilia told you since you you'll refuse to use Snapchat for whatever reason. Um, I hate it. Look, why don't you use it just to and then just follow my story? Because just that's that's you know we're bros. Because I get to do this every week. That's that's different though. I do way cooler things. Not that this isn't cool, but like jellyfish. Tyler, there's nothing cooler than. But what jellyfish, we're doing right man. Now. Hundreds of jellyfish on a beach. You missed it this week, and it was on Snapchat, so it's gone. Like you, you've got 24 hours, and when the clock strikes Snapchat midnight, it's gone forever. <laughs> Unless you screenshot it, but then I'll know it because Snapchat then lets me know. Then you'll know. Um, I, I really want Snapchat midnight to be a, a term. A term, that, yeah. That gets clock's... used more often. Dude, I went to your store. I didn't see it on there. Oh, clock must have struck midnight, man. You missed it. Yeah. Yeah, Snapchat mint. Carriage, carriage turned back into a pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, I had a hard. Can you time hear this rattling right now? A little bit. Because yes. I, it's a sweet tea that I put into a plastic oh, man. cup. I put it in a plastic cup because I a didn't, minion's plastic cup. I yeah yeah we got that from uh, from That's a pretty cute from a place I don't remember where. Uh, no, I, I I put this uh, maybe yeah that would make sense. I yeah. put the, I put that in, put it in a plastic cup because I didn't want uh, listeners to hear the clinking of a of a glass cup. But it's I just a like dull clicking. It's, it's not, not bad. as bad. Okay. Well, if you hear yeah. this for the next few minutes at least. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm. That's what you got. All right, so um, right on, man. that was pretty much my week, man. I mean, well, you know how vacations are. We did a lot of eating and chilling, and um, the jellyfish thing was definitely. Interesting I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, and I'm good. glad you didn't get stung. Um, we did have somebody comment on last week's show, uh, and they his name was Sean. Sean uh, said that he agrees with us about the beach being overrated. Um, he moved to Central California, Central Coast of California, from Chicagoland. What up, Chicago land? And he said for the first year he was like, "Yeah, let's go to the beach, let's do that." Da, 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 but it got old pretty fast. And he said, "Even if I lived here and I vacationed in a beach, even if I didn't live here and vacation in a beach place, I might go to the beach once for a few hours, but it would really not be the central part of the trip." And mm. I agree, man. I agree. And I, so I told him, "I'm glad he." made us not feel like the crazy ones yeah i, there, I think there are there's, other non-beach enjoyers out there yeah i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of people that would agree um it's, i i brought it up in front of, man it is i brought it up in front of a group of friends and they thought i was crazy um the ones i was with at the time but i do think there's definitely a large group of people that would agree that uh, you know it's it's but it's it's ingrained in us as kids like that it's in our culture like my family didn't go to the beach as much as most families and maybe that's part of it but i think for a lot of people it's nostalgia like well my family used to go to the beach and we used to do this and this and all these traditions but again uh, you know there's just there was a group of people that came out every day and did something active they like hit a volleyball actually they were they had like uh sticks uh, hockey sticks and they were hitting a puck like 30 feet into a super tiny goal it was really impressive on the beach they did all this on the beach, they did all this really weird active stuff, but that's all they did. They didn't lay out. They didn't even get in the water. They just came out on the beach and did that stuff, and they'd go back into the resort and then do something else. Um, that's weird. But for me, I was thinking I would do that. Like if it was me and a bunch of friends going to the beach, we're gonna like just do hang out and be active and do things. But I think for me, like I said it last week, I'm being redundant. But it's just going out there and just plopping down in the sand, and then just being hot and sticky and covered in sand. 
and they have the showers on your way out, you know, but then you're just spraying yourself off out in front of these people, and then you're going into yeah, your room, it's... and then there's sand. Every night when I got in bed, yes, there was sand. Even after I took a shower, there was sand on the floor, no matter how much we cleaned. So when I'd get in bed, there was sand on the bottom of my feet. Sand in the and I, bed. So now it's funny because I created a habit through the week. Last night when I went to bed, this is my first night, my first night, well, maybe it was two nights ago, but when I went to bed, I, I brushed off the bottom of my feet feet mm. i said feats just now i don't i regret it i was gonna um, let it go <laughs> i mean i thought maybe i was just trying to be cute <laughs> i bust off my feet i bust off the bottoms of my feet no i did though uh and then i caught myself i was like these feet are clean because i'm not at the beach right now i'm because your house is not I'm, full of sand i am back in the good old regular it's uncomfortable. It's just a whole life. big uncomfortable mess being at the beach. And if you mm. like the beach, you're crazy. Well, okay. Well, I <laughs> I wasn't going right. to say if you like the beach, I was, you're crazy. I was maybe a little harsh just I now. think I think the I think to sum it all up is if you don't like the beach, you're not crazy. How about that? I don't okay, think you're crazy for that. Yeah, I don't think you're crazy for liking the beach. I, I, I will you're... say this. If you like the beach, I don't understand you as a person. <laughs> that's, that's Guys, that's coming <laughs> from Josh. That's not I will say that. I will say that. <laughs> um, I didn't do much this week. It was a pretty normal week for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in 100% go mode until this youth rally is over, which actually starts, as of recording this, it starts in two days. Oh, man. Uh, it starts on Wednesday. So when we get this up, I will have less than 24 hours until the youth rally starts. And it's going to be bad uh, <laughs> for three days. I, dude, I, you, so when I was like in my early to mid 20s, there was a time when I was like, Getting old is a piece of cake. I'm never going to feel my age. It doesn't matter how old I get. I'm never going to be one of those guys that's like, ah, my back. Oh, man, I'm exhausted. And last year, I think, was the first time. I was I was 29 last year when we did this. I'm 30 now. And last year was the first time ever in my life that I was like, I think I might be getting too old to do this <laughs> for very much longer. Uh, and so this year, I just feel like it's going to be even worse. But... We'll make it. It's yeah, Star man. Wars themed. It's going to be really cool. Eh, well, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, man. A little something to so. keep you going. I'm excited. Hopefully the kids like it. We're going to do a lot of mean things to the kids uh, to for character building, of course. Not so Star Wars things. themed to them is it's Force Awakens themed. Yeah, we went with Force Awakened. So because, we're well, doing the two yeah. teams are the First Order and the Resistance. Very um, cool. And I'm on the First Order. And we're See, that's win. weird to me. I, well, I know we already had a Star Wars podcast. It would have been weird. Yeah, it, it would have been weird to me, too. Like, it's it's weird to me to be like, all right, everything is in the terms of, like, the brand new thing and yeah. not in the thing that we had for years before right. this. So it's not like, you know, the Empire and the Rebellion. Right. It's First Order and Resistance. But, yeah, man. Yeah. That's cool, cool, man. No, that's fun. So we decorated, we decorated uh, the auditorium, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So it's going to be cool, man. Cool, man. I'm excited. Uh, we should probably get into it this Let's week. Let's get into it, man. Also, I, w- I will say, um, our buddy Chad, uh, who is a mutual friend, he commented also on last week's episode, and he was curious about the thing at the end of the podcast as well, 
And he said, I've heard it since you started it, but just didn't know how to ask about it. I just assumed it's the product of some late night recording and y'all are crazy. <laughs> um, it's not either one of us. Uh, and that's all I will say. That's if all you, I'm prepared to If you can figure it out on your own, I will do something we'll, special for you. We'll say, oh my gosh, you figured it out. And that's, that's well, probably about spoiler, it. Spoiler, but that was going to be exactly my thing. Oh, sorry. Um, no, that's it's definitely not that, Chad. But it's it, neither it, one of us. And if you want to hear more about Chad, you can tune in to our first podcast. Here's the thing about us, where we talk right. a, a bit more extensively about that guy. Yeah, Chad's a good guy. Good and guy. Chad's also Chad's also got a podcast uh, called South Dakota Gamer, and it's about video games. It is um, not. Sponsored. If you really are curious about Chad, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. This week, wait, why, why is it not sponsored? That podcast, I, why isn't it sponsored? That Chad? podcast has been around a long time now. They should be sponsoring other podcasts to say things. That's right, about Chad. That. Yeah, Chad. New fledgling podcasts. Yeah, we're just trying to keep our head above water, man. Podcasts aren't cheap. Chad. Gosh, that Chad. Do you think that's gonna work? I think that's gonna work. I think Chad's gonna sponsor us now. <laughs> take all, all of right. your Patri- take all of your Patreon donations <laughs> and give them to us. Sponsor us. <laughs> all right. So this week, Tyler, are you so excited? I'm so excited, man. All right. So if you're <sighs> listening to this, you already know what the episode about is. What the episode about? But um, we're talking. About The Office this week. You should put actual theme music in there and not me doing that. I'm going to probably do both of those things because <laughs> that was embarrassing for you and I'd like to leave it on the podcast. Oh, man. See, I was going to do, my, I I was gonna do my vocal air horn, but you jumped in with that and so you saved me from embarrassing myself. So I appreciate mm, it. Cool. Uh, Favorite TV show ever, Tyler? Is that safe to say? Absolutely, absolutely. It, like, I, I, there's not. I don't use the word absolutely very lightly. I don't even know how many times I've used it on this podcast. Hey, any, any. Um, here's the thing, super fans. If you want to go back and check, <laughs> all the way to episode one, you and will just know count every absolutely. I don't on use the, show. the word absolutely lightly, and I'm telling you right now, absolutely favorite show ever in its category which is pretty broad i'm going to say comedy in the comedy yeah. category so okay so not not favorite show ever across the board well i hate to say that because comedy it, show. yeah because it's it, you can't say like you can't put that in lost and prison break and 24 all these shows in the same category and say it's your favorite show because they're so different even though that may be true i just don't want to say that that's very that's fair that's i'm not going to use my absolutely on that that's I'm going to use my absolutely own best in category Okay. up to this point in my life. I would right. be stunned if something comes across or something comes along down the road that beats it. Now, that's saying a lot because um, you are also a fan of How I Met Your Mother. Huge fan. Big absolutely, fan. You are, absolutely you are number also two on the a list. fan of Friends. Yep, huge fan. You are also a fan of Scrubs. Huge fan. You are also a fan of... There's one more. Uh, There's one more in my top five. Of, You've literally um, listed four. And it's, a, it's a comedy show? It's a comedy show. All right. Um, it's not Parks and Rec, which is... I was going to say, I know, I know it's not Parks and Rec. And I love Parks and Rec, but my problem is it's I can't. It's too much like The Office, so I like... It's like on America's Got Talent when there's two acts that are super good, but they're so much alike, they eliminate one. 
Yeah. They pit them against each other. I'm kind of doing that. Like, that's, I, how I kinda, I, that's how I felt with Parks and Rec. Yeah, like if Parks and Rec was the original, I'd probably love that show so Man. much. But be- All right, so the fifth show, is it a recent show? No, or I mean, is it like right still, around the same time? It's still airing. It's right around the same time, and it's still airing. Still going. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh man. Um. The title still of it. Going. It's the title comedy. of the show. The title of the show. Uh huh. Has the location of a place that you recently visited. Oh man. Okay. Wait. Oh, I. It's always sunny. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a right, good. Right. And, and that's the a reason is, it's it's so different from How I Met Your Mother in the Office. It's kind of like the raunchy. And then, of course, like the league. I love the league. Uh, I've never seen that show. You got to be into fantasy football. I've mm-hmm. never played fantasy football. You probably wouldn't love the show. You would still enjoy the show, like the bro, the broness of it all, and the humor uh-huh. is funny. But if you're a fantasy football guy, the league is definitely great. But I won't go into all these other shows. We'll save that for another time. The Office is, I think, our mutual favorite show. If that makes sense, you and, you I, and I. I would have to say. For me, not not that it's your favorite show, but mutual. Like if we had to pick a show that you and I combined, yeah, I think it's that. Those shows that I just named are also um, in my top five. I I had totally forgotten about it's always sunny, but yeah, I I do love that show. Um, Maybe slightly different orders, but yeah, like between the two of us, there. I mean, I I don't. Okay, so I'll, I'll say this too. If you don't like The Office, I also don't understand you as a person. I agree. There with are that. people probably that don't like The Office, but I don't understand why you wouldn't. And I would. Okay, so we should clarify. We're talking about the American version. Yeah. Well, I think that's of understood. The Office. Not yeah. The most British people version. aren't tuning in to hear about the British um, version. Of Ricky Gervais's. Yeah, but because uh, that's like I think British humor just doesn't land a lot of times with American audiences. I think it's kind of funny. I, I don't yeah, think it's as funny as the American show. I think it's funny because of I because I love the American office though. Like because I yeah. I, I didn't the see Ameri- the original until I saw the American one. Yeah, so, yeah you're same here. Right. And I will say this cuz we're not going on it kind of hard, but I am grateful to Ricky Gervais and that show because yes. without it there would be no American office, yes. which or And Amer- he he cameoed on the American he, version. He he did and he played um, the same role. Yeah. So, uh I, I also love The Office, which is why we're talking about it. Um, how many seasons was it total? Was it ten? Ten seasons. Um, nine seasons. Was nine it nine? Seasons. Okay. How I Met Your Mother uh, was ten. The Office was That's nine. right. Friends was ten. Um, yep, was ten. So, Tyler, tell us why you love The Office so much. What is it about The Office that makes it your number one comedy TV show of all, all right. time? So... Before I say that, I want to say, at this point of the podcast, anybody who's still listening is probably a pretty big fan of The Office, right? I mean, if I wasn't a fan of it, I probably wouldn't still be listening unless I just wanted to hear somebody try to justify why they liked it, why they liked it, right? Maybe? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But or for the most part, like us, for the most part we've got Thank a you. narrow listener base right now of devoted Office fans and... Devoted Here's the Thing podcast fan. So this is a right. guys, it's just us right now. This is like the inner circle. So welcome. You are you are loved. Man, I like how you made it. We're it's we're all intimate and cozy now, Tyler. It is, right? Like it's really it, yeah. it that's how I feel. Like if you're listening right now at this moment, then you like you you're there, man. Like you're in the we're sitting around a campfire having like a deep talk about the office. So yeah. it's gonna be good. Alright, so 
I, I'm going to need this. Josh, I'm going to need you to ask me that mm. question again because I have forgotten it entirely. I, I will ask you that question again. Why? What makes The Office your favorite mm. comedy TV show of all time? What is it about it? Okay, so the characters. Like, Man, that's, that's a good answer. It's it because a lot of shows, the plot line, is it's really dependent on the comedy part of it. I mean, obviously the comedy, the writers. The writers have a lot to do with who the characters are. But I think they did this chemistry project and they got super, super lucky. And they literally landed every single person in the exact role that they needed to be in. Like... I think they I think they literally batted 10 out of 10 on their casting and not a lot of shows do that and man I, I like the characters on that show like top to bottom are yeah. perfect with the exception of like I maybe a couple characters getting switched like or just rotated out in the first season, the first or second season. You, right, right. Then that's not um, even. I don't even mean like. But they the didn't. Cast, they uh, didn't recast characters. They correct. just got rid of some that weren't working super well. The and that's that's what I'm talking. That's even part of the magic too. Like they didn't try to force it. Like okay, you know, there's two or three people that aren't really connecting with audiences. They didn't. You know, they right. didn't deliver their lines very well. Whatever. Like they just ditched them and they kept the core. And that core is the people that literally. Every one of them made it to the very end. Like, even the other ones they introduced throughout the series, like Rashida Jones came in season three and she played Karen. And um, even the people they brought in worked so well. And they they didn't leave because they weren't good. They left because the office made them so successful they got their own projects. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And every one of them. Seriously. Rashida Jones left to do Parks and Rec and had a bigger role there. Mindy Mm -hmm. Kaling left because she picked up the Mindy Project, which that's been Mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. Um. So Ed Helms got a couple movie deals. Ed Helms is, I mean, yeah, Ed Helms is blown up big time from the show. So that goes to tell you what kind of show it is. Like people nailed their characters so much on that show that the only reason they left is to do something that was even bigger because it was, yeah, they did. It was just so perfect. Did you know John Krasinski started out as like an intern, like just a grip or something for ABC? I did. Yeah. He was on one of the late night shows, I think. Yeah, I feel like he worked for maybe Letterman or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I think it was. I don't Letterman. know what it, it, it was. Do, it was or or no, if Letterman CBS, but it was one of those. I think it was one of those guys. Like he was just a little nobody, and yeah. his first thing he did was go into the gym audition. And he's, yeah. you know, I think going back to the chemistry, I think the reason everything works is because a lot of those people, with the exception of a few, like you know, obviously they have to get into a, a, a weird character, but I think a lot of those people are just. Like they kind of just play be, themselves. They just kind of play themselves, and a lot of them kept their four of them kept their names for the show, which makes it even more, you know, makes it even more interesting. Yeah. yeah, man, I agree. Like the characters, and it, it's not like in a weird like deep for deepness sake. Like they, but they really develop every character, and everything that every character does is so on point for that character like exactly they their character is who they are and the writing never gets weird for those characters like they never try to force a character to try to become something that that character would never do or be or say so like everything jim does is super jim you're like oh yeah i that's totally believable for his character or everything that dwight does is totally believable for his character and that's not to say they don't get into some ridiculous situations but it never seems like character development for the sake of character development it's always like 
it's like, always like I, this is this character and this is something that this character would do that's the magic of it it's a mockumentary obviously for those who if mm-hmm. you're listening and you don't know which you know shame on you but if you're listening and you don't know the office is a mockumentary which means it's basically camera crews following them around and as if it's a reality show it's obviously not but that's part of like to piggyback on what you just said it's exactly what it is is you never when i'm watching the episodes even reruns now like i will just watch them over and over yeah. I never stop to think about the acting, which I do that a lot because I'm very analytical when I'm watching stuff like that. I right. never do. I'm always just so wrapped up in that storyline because it's so believable every single yeah. time, whatever yeah. they're doing. So I would I would say that the reason it landed so well is also the reason it could have completely failed. And I, I think they were aware of that when they started making it because the first season was only – it was super it, short, right? It was, it really was yeah. Season. It was it was less um, yeah. six six episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So, but it, like the the mockumentary style, first of all, was not super familiar to American audiences. Like we didn't, I, I can't remember any. There may be other things, but I can't remember anything before The Office right. that was really that style. Secondly, the humor was different than I think we were used to seeing in a lot of things. It was there were painfully awkward moments in that show. Oh, yeah, the best, best awkward moments. And they were hilarious, but I remember when I first started watching the show and, like, those moments would come up, part of me would be really uncomfortable sometimes. (laughs) And so I feel like those two things could have worked as much against it as they did for it, and the timing was just perfect. Like, people were just ready for this type of a show, apparently. And, um... I like I remember like it was it was kind of a phenomenon at the time like people were like dude have you seen The Office like it's crazy it's really good like you know um, John Krasinski and like like a bunch of no name actors and like people didn't even know their names you know and like yeah um, Steve Carell was the biggest name in the show and he and wasn't that was even that from, huge no before. I think Bruce Almighty was the only thing he was actually even really known yeah for and at Anchorman the time. I think he was like he had a small part in Anchorman he was like the weird. What was he? The weatherman? And yeah. Man? Well, had, had he he? Uh, Maybe that was after. I think it was. I think everything big he did, remember. man, came from the. I think all, all that I know him from before the office was that little part in Bruce Almighty, the the yeah. weatherman guy. I think, and that might have even been. Gosh, I gotta check my facts, man. But that's I, I seriously he he that, was that actually may be true. But it was like it was just it was this weird phenomenon, and I remember like having viewing parties with friends like I had never done that before or since with a TV show like I had never had like a standing appointment with friends every week to watch a TV show together before the office right and with the office it was like yeah we're like we're gonna get together I think it was on what was it Thursday nights and we're gonna Thursday watch the office NBC yeah um, man I I you know what I uh especially being in college and stuff I didn't really get in until season four I want to say it was season four. I had no idea. I was, I was a latecomer too. I had to catch up on the previous seasons before I. And isn't it like weird totally to think in. about a time when you didn't have the next line memorized in every episode? Yep. Like I remember, to- I remember like watching these episodes for the first time and texting Joey, like I because I like I'd watch them late at night, you know, like because I was binging and catching up. Right. And right. so like I would watch episodes and text Joey and be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe blah 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 blah." Yeah. You know, and he'd be like, "Dude, just wait," you know, "just wait." And I re- like I remember seeing these episodes for the first time. And I was like, man, I can't like 
I almost wish I could go back to that, but I also love where we're at now where like oh, yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen and I know like I'll start laughing about you know a scene that's like comes up in five minutes like it's not right. even close to here yet and i'm like dude this is hilarious <laughs> i oh well you I and i it. had a phase for a couple years ago you and i had a phase where we would like pick it well, like we'd watch it and then we'd find like a really like something that like i don't know how about you like, you know where i'm going with this but like i know yeah, yeah, yeah. me to you the i did it every time i laughed out loud like if something happened on the show that made me laugh out loud i'd go into my text thread our text thread and i'd put the character's name and say like i put the conversation yeah. however yeah. long it was anytime anything made me laugh out loud i'd share it and i know you already know it but it's dude, so we fun need to start doing that again that was fun We'd, i dude i watch the show every freaking night man i'll do it man i'll throw I, i'm I'll about throw you i'm little... about to finish up how i met your mother so i'll jump back into the office you got to i do about one episode a night just right before bed or right as i'm winding down um yeah. And it's, I don't know, I don't know what it is. That might sound crazy to some people who don't like reruns or what, because I don't either. I don't rewatch movies except maybe every couple years. Like, I'm not the guy that repeats watching I do. Things. If I really like a movie, I'll rewatch it. Yeah, see, I. Over and I, over again. Maybe if, it, like, maybe Star Wars. I mean, uh, I mean you know, yeah. maybe, um, like, Force Awakens I've seen, like, six times and it came out in December. Yeah. Um, other than stuff like that, I, anyways, that's a whole other thing. I guess too, but the office is one of those things. And my wife will tell you, like, I will just finish the series and go back to episode one or I'll take a break. Maybe I'll take a break and go to how I met your mother or something, but it's that good. And I do that with friends too. Yeah. Friends is another one of those shows. And I think it's because again, it goes back to, we're talking about characters, how I met your mother and friends in the office. Maybe the reason that they're both of our top threes and scrubs all those shows, the characters are so relatable, they become part of your life. Like, they're your yeah. friends. Not to sound yeah. weird or creepy, but they do. Like, they're like, you, you feel like you know them and you don't want them to leave your life. So the show's over. Yeah. What do you do? You start it over because you still want them to be part of your daily routine. And yeah, that's absolutely it. Like, you miss, you, like, again, not to be weird, but you miss those people. Right. So I think that, that's... That relates to some... I, I got more to say about that, but I'm going to get to that later on because that's going to there's a thing we'll okay talk about later all right on. so i know just to preface where we're headed now so you prepared some questions and hopefully yes. our listeners what some i would superlatives what some superlatives and i would yes. love our listeners to participate um or i mean if you want to write in that'd be fantastic but uh, write in sounds old-fashioned if you want to what, what is it comment email if you want to yeah whatever share with us your thoughts please do but definitely participate as we go because i don't know what these are I just know that we're we're doing them, and uh, so in real time, we're going to answer these superlatives that Josh has. Um, yeah, and I, I wrote these down, but I don't think that I have, uh, like, I haven't, like, sat and thought of answers to these questions. I was just writing these down because um, I feel like these these are good springboards for talking about good good moments in the show all right, all right so number one it. oh and don't judge if there's anybody bigger fans than us don't judge if we like get something if we miss if a if big one or quote. whatever like he said the right yeah. there instead of there was he a didn't how- leave a long <laughs> enough pause there was a however sentence. instead of a but in that sentence um all right so first question here first mm. superlative favorite michael saying all right, so to explain, Michael would say things. The one, the one that immediately comes to mind. It's it's 
I don't think it's my favorite, but the one that immediately comes to mind is when he had on the whiteboard behind him, he had, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Um, so, like, that type of stuff. Like, like your favorite <laughs> Dude, Michael say. So many things are running through my mind, man. I can't even think. I, I, I can't think of a favorite. Um, I'm trying to think of one that, like, really stands out, but everything I'm thinking of is... Um, it's just as funny as the last one I just thought of. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. so I, can can we do a few? Can we do a few? Because I don't know yeah. if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know one of my favorite is when he says, "I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious, <laughs> but I'm not superstitious." Yeah. That's one of my. That's one of my. <laughs> every time he says it, and I know it's coming. I laugh so hard every single time. Um, yeah, that's one of them, man. I'm not superstitious. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Uh, one of like one of the moments that comes to mind for me is when he like Tony was gone or Toby Tony, Toby was gone um, for a long time, and Michael thought they were finally <laughs> rid of him, and Michael walks back to the annex to do something and sees Toby there and just screams, no, God, no, like right in his face and just keeps screaming it. And Toby is just standing there taking it like he always has. Um, I also, I like when uh, Michael Scott did his bros before hose. Um, and starts crying in the thing. middle of it. And he's like, bros before hose because bros won't rip your heart out for no good reason. And uh, something like, then she's not yo ho no mo or something like that. Like, um, man, now I gotta look up that quote because that was one of my favorites too. Uh, man, there there are so many. Yeah, I like I like when he was talking about his um, when he was talking about his TV in the apartment. And the telescoping, oh, the telescoping uh, wall come, mount. And he says, I could stand He's like, right I could just stand right here, here and watch TV for hours. He's like six inches in front of the screen. <laughs> and then when Jan All throws right. the trophy, the Dundee at it and breaks it, yeah. he's like, that's a, I forgot what he says. Like, that's a $250 plasma, babe. So this is the bros before hose moment. Bros before hose. Why? Because your bros are always there for you. They've got your back. After your hoe rips your heart out for no good reason. And you were nothing but great to your hoe. And you told her that she was the only hoe for you. And that she was better than all the other hoes in the world. And then... Then suddenly she's not your hoe no mo. <laughs> yeah, that might be... That's definitely in the top five of his quotes throughout the entire nine years... Or seven years that he was on the show. Man. man, that's great. Um, <sighs> all right, so another one that I use a lot, a lot, lot of, you know, throughout <laughs> my life, a lot of situations is, <laughs> um, I don't want to mess it up. You know what they say? Fool me once, strike one. Fool me twice, yeah. <laughs> strike three. <laughs> Again, like as I'm saying them out loud. As I'm saying them out loud, like they're just not. I, I, the delivery is such a big part of what he does. 
That's what makes it so great. Again, it goes back to the character thing. <laughs> I like, he said one time he was talking about Wikipedia, and he was like, Wikipedia is the best thing ever. Anyone in the world can write anything they want about any subject, so you know you're getting the best possible information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I pulled up a few as oh. refreshers, and everyone I'm looking at is just, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the ones that make me laugh oh, man. every time. When he, when he hit, who was it, Meredith yeah. with his car? And he was like, so occasionally I hit somebody with my car. Sue me. <laughs> Are we, we might be looking oh, at the man. same list right now. Is the next one, Would I Rather Be Feared or Loved? Uh, that's oh, a, man, I don't know. That's a great quote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would Easy. I Rather Be Feared or Loved? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Anyways, right. so so the answer is like I, all he, gold. Yeah, he makes the show for the first seven years, and that's why yeah. so many people are like, "Yeah, I didn't like the last two seasons." The last two seasons were fantastic. They really were. Like for what they were, they, they were, were still the yeah. office. They were good. Like it was a good show, but he set the bar so high that it was not as good. Like it wasn't as good as season one through seven because he was just gosh, like there's nothing. He, he was a master at like. At playing that part, and that part was, you would want to punch him in the face and then give him a huge hug, like the very next minute. Yeah, all the time. Man. And you would just, you know, vacillate between those two feelings all the time. All right, number two, favorite gym prank. Oh man! Once again, oh, there are tons of there these. There are so many. I do, do I do first, have an do answer. I do have an answer. It's not even a prank that we saw Jim pull. It was on the episode where Dwight was filing a complaint against Jim for pulling pranks. And so he went to Michael with a list of all the pranks that Jim had pulled on him recently. And so Jim was sitting in the room, and Dwight was listing out, or Michael was reading these complaints and so, like, it's it was one of the openers, I think, before the credits. Mm-hmm. And um, so Michael's reading all these off and it's like a bunch of, like, weird little things. And then it would cut to Jim. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I did blah, 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 blah. Like, one was um, something about, like, moving his desk or something. And anyway, so he's, like, reading off all these things that Jim did to him. And, Jim like, they would do that cut where Jim was sitting in front of the camera looking at the camera and he'd explain what he did. Right. And Michael read one. And all it said was, this morning I hit myself in the face with my phone. And oh, Michael looks yeah. Michael looks up and he's like, what? Like, how, why are you, why is that on the list? Like, why are you possibly blaming that on Jim? And it cuts to Jim and he's like, oh yeah. He was like, so every morning for a month, I put a dime in the receiver of Dwight's phone. Yeah. And then he was like, and then one morning <laughs> I just took them all out. One <laughs> morning I just took them all out. And that was that was like my favorite Jim prank compilation or like that was my favorite thing I feel like that Jim did to Dwight. And there were so many. There were so many. Yeah, gosh. Dude, that's yeah, that's great. I wish they'd actually showed that one. Um I th- think when I initially watched the show, my favorite was when he wrapped everything in Christmas he wrapped everything oh, in, yeah. in gift wrap. And so Dwight thinks it's everything wrapped up and he's like, well, I'm going to hope it, you know, didn't take you too long or I hope you enjoy taking whatever because I'm about to unwrap everything in five minutes. He's like, yeah, I think it's going to take a little longer than that. Yeah. And he goes to sit down and set his briefcase on the desk and everything collapses. (laughs) So not only did he wrap everything, it was just, yeah, it was just a bunch of like frame. It was not even his stuff. Um, So 
so that was in terms of like intricate like but i feel like everybody would list that because it was such a well-known intricate prank uh, um i think the wire is probably my favorite one too where he sees the wire coming out of the back of his computer Oh yeah, and then he follows it, and you see him climbing up the telephone pole. And again, just At the like end you, of the episode, just like you, yeah, I think so. But just like you, it was, it <clears> wasn't <throat> even the prank itself. It was Jim in front of the camera because yes. he's explaining like he's like, oh, that spool cost me twelve dollars at a thrift store, or a spool of wire cost me twelve dollars at a thrift store. And then the camera yeah. zooms in on Dwight like at the top of a telephone pole, yeah. and Jim looks over his shoulder and sees him up there. He's like, oh, he'll be fine. I got up there, or I got whatever. <laughs> like I got yeah, yeah. but. That line right there is just so classic. Like that, like, that he would go to that extreme just to prank Dwight. And that, there's two things on the show that are staples. Well, there's a lot of things, but they're staples for me, anyways. It's the Jim and Pam romance, and it's yep. the Jim prank, the Jim pranking uh, Dwight. And again, it's what makes the show so great because while Michael Scott is my favorite character, and everything he says is like we said, it's gold, it's perfect. You also have these like other things happening. And we haven't even talked about the other characters who are great. No. Like, there's just these other That's things coming. happening all the time that just make it the office. You know, they just make it perfect. It's one great. of the other things I feel like has to be mentioned, one of the great things that Jim did was he uh, he created a macro on Dwight's computer that would type diapers instead of Dwight. So every time <laughs> Dwight types his name, <laughs> it would come up diapers instead yeah, of great. Dwight. Um, oh man! I just and Jim's like, yeah, just more. a simple macro. Uh, yeah, oh, like he so Dwight's good. desk ends up in the bathroom at one point, yep. um, the, and then the Kevin Al- comes out of the stall and he's like, "Wash your hands, Kevin." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, the Altoids. Oh every yeah! Time, every time his computer dings, he all from an Altoid, and then and then he says, "And Twite," <laughs> one and, time. And Twite. And Twite. If you've okay. seen the show, you love this. If you haven't, you're, you you've already the Pavlovian. Off. Yeah, he was point. like. Doing the Pavlovian <laughs> response. All right. Uh, next, superlative. Favorite Angela tantrum. Oh, I got that. What is it? It's the Christmas party. When uh, she gets so mad, because Angela doesn't do, like, a lot of things. Like, even when she's mad, she storms yeah. off or makes a comment. But she takes the cord to the karaoke <clears> machine <throat> and hides it in the tree, the little artificial Oh, bush. dude, that was – yeah, that was mine, too. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Because she she has a couple tantrums yeah, that she has, center around Christmas parties or the planning committee. Yes. She has yeah. a Christmas party planned, and Karen and Pam start their own Christmas party. So she, uh, they have a karaoke machine, and they announce it, and everybody goes to their party. But they can't do karaoke because they can't find the cord. And then at the end of the episode, she reveals that she stole the cord and because they make up. And then anyways, yeah. that, that to me, I, that one stands out because, like, even when I first saw it, I'm like, what? Angela stole their... Yeah. Karaoke machine cord. That's You're like dang. So unlike her, yeah. But um, <clears throat> Angela, I re- I remember. Not, this is not a tantrum, but I remember like again. This is like this show took some risks when it came to its characters, and the episode where Angela like it really really came out that Angela was a super crazy cat lady. And they, she had video of herself in her apartment, like with oh, the yeah. or no, 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 they were watching the live. Feed it was a nanny cam with the she cats. Went, yeah. yeah, she went home because and of the she cats was, was like grooming one of the cats with her tongue, and you were like, oh, oh no, oh and no. And then she she's comes back in crazy. the office, and she has like a, she's like coughing. Yeah. And Oscar and Kevin had seen the screen, so they knew that she was like coughing up a furball. 
Yeah, and they like, shared their little like, reaches in her mouth. See, that's, and, like, that's another example. So like you have these like, so you have these you know the Jim and Pam thing, the Jim and Dwight thing, the Michael and Jim thing, the Michael and Pam thing, and then you have like these little like desk clusters that have yeah, their own little thing. Absolutely. Like the, like the Kevin Os- yeah the Kevin Oscar Angela dynamic was totally different than the Jim and Dwight and um, uh, Phyllis dynamic. And then you have Stanley, like, who is also close to accounting, so he would get in on some of that, and he would also get in on some of the, like, other stuff, stuff. going on. Um, man, that's so genius. All right, it next is one. super smart. Because you think about some of the characters, like, Meredith had her own desk over. Like, Meredith and Creed were kind of the outcasts. Everybody yeah. knew it. And their desk, yeah. where they were located in the office on that wall, is kind of like it kind of represents who their characters were in the show. Like they were good for what they were like. And a lot of people say like Creed is their favorite character, but he, he's one of my top three on the show. Yeah. He's, he's, it's pretty funny, but yeah. So, but like think about interaction wise, like Kim, I mean, Kim, Jim and Angela. Yeah. Don't interact that much. Like, but when they do, it's really special. It's like two people in a different department in an office. However, when you think of, Jim and Dwight, there's a ton of interaction. When you think yeah. of Dwight and Angela, obviously, there's a ton of interaction. But yeah. Jim and Angela doesn't seem as natural. Like the and names the names don't even sound right together. And that's It's again, weird cuz they work within like 50 feet of each other. Exactly. Like all of them. But but it's like a real workplace. Like it's like, yeah. well, those two people, they're no, they don't really click. They're just they work together. But then you yeah. have relationships within the office. I think we're like yeah, re- we're so revealing genius. we're revealing things to ourselves as we talk about it that Yeah, I like I haven't really <laughs> thought of a lot of this stuff in this way. All right, next one. Favorite Dwightism. So, I left this one open on hmm. purpose because this could be a Dwight quote, this could be a Dwight moment, it could be a Dwight like like a, a like a cutaway scene with Dwight. Um, but like favorite thing that Dwight did or said or whatever. I've got it. I just got to look it up to make sure I get it right. Okay, I'll tell you mine while you're talk while you're looking that up. Okay. It was an opener again, and it's I think it's my favorite opener of the entire show. And it was one where they open up on Dwight and he's smoking a cigarette and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I know you shouldn't smoke, but today smoking is going to save lives." And he throws a lit cigarette in a trash can and starts a fire. And then he like takes a blowtorch and heats up the the door handle, um, and so the fire in the trash can like sets off the fire alarm, and everybody's like going nuts because they think there's a fire in the office. Angela throws the cat that's in one of her file cabinet drawers up into the ceiling, and then it falls back through. And then Oscar goes up in the ceiling. Everybody's panicking. They try the door, but the door handle's hot, so mm-hmm. they run to the other door and it's locked. And Dwight is in the middle of all this going. You know, don't panic. Stay low. Oh no, one entrance is blocked. What are we going to do? And he's like trying to like guide the whole situation. And then Stanley has a heart attack um, because of all the excitement. Uh, and then I don't remember how that ends. I think somebody like breaks up the window or something, and they oh, all like end up. A lot of stuff happens, but the they scene... break the glass door. Like things just—it's pandemonium. He, he stands up and hits the air horn. Oh, yeah, and he tells him it's a drill. That's right. And then Stanley passes out. And yeah. And the whole episode Stanley is has about, his... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his heart attack. That's um, one of the best episodes. That's when they bring in the dummy. The, yeah. Uh, for the 
the CPR um, dummy teaching CPR. Oh my yeah. gosh! But that was that was my favorite Dwight thing, and also my favorite opener of the whole show because it shows like Dwight, like in his own way. Again, Dwight was another character that like you would want to punch him one minute and hug him the next. Like there were times where you could tell Dwight's heart was really in the right place, and he really wanted to like <laughs> make the world a better place in his own weird way, but. He also was deranged and extreme and not socially adjusted um, and kind of a bad person sometimes, too. And I feel like that opening, like, that encapsulated all of it. Like, everything that is Dwight was that opener. Man. Okay, so I – that's good. I was going for a quote, and I accidentally saw two other ones that I want to include. So I'm going to give you three. And it's probably not going to include. But the one I initially was looking for was this. When they did another ultrasound a few weeks later, they discovered that I I had absorbed. (laughs) He's talking about himself in the womb. That I had absorbed the other fetus. Do I regret this? No. I believe his tissue has made me stronger. I now have the strength of a grown man and a little baby. (laughs) It's it's. I just recently saw that episode and... I was like, who says, like, what? that's not even, anyways. And then the other one, and actually, this probably would have been my first one, because I actually, this this is included in the list back in the day when I was sending you office quotes as I watched it. R is among the most menacing of sounds. That's why they call it murder and not muck duck. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Oh, man. Murder and not muck duck. And then the third one um, on a long list, because they're all good, but um, is actually pretty it's good life advice before i do anything i ask myself would an idiot do that and if the answer is yes i do not do that thing i do not do that thing yeah perfect um was it in the first season when uh dwight was talking about health care um yeah when he asked to announce and he was like in the in the wild there is no health care in the wild uh health care is ow my leg is broken oh no a lion eats me and now I'm dead. And then he ends it with something like, well, I'm not dead. I'm the lion. You're dead. <laughs> or something like that. Um, that sounds right. I mean, I'll, I'll take that if that's not it. He's yeah. All right. So Dwight's great. All right. Next one. Favorite creed quote. Um, there's a lot of good ones there too. I like when he gets people's names wrong. And they just kind of roll with it. That happens quite a bit. Uh, I think my best Creed moment of the whole show is when they're playing a game. Uh, it's like a murder mystery game. It's like a knockoff of Clue. Uh-huh. And Creed comes into work late. And he walks in and they're playing this game. And Michael Scott's like, there's been a murder and you're a culprit. And Creed's like, or he's like, you're one of the suspects. Like, as part of the game. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And Creed, who is super sketch and obviously just recently killed someone, is like, okay, awesome. Well, I'm going to go. You guys have, like, or I'm going to go. I forgot what he says. But you just, like, the the camera cuts to the parking lot, and he runs to his car and peels out. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a murder, and you're a suspect. Oh, He's like, oh, okay, sounds good. Well, I'm going to go. Anyways, so I thought that was, that's yeah. that's that one's a big one for me. One of the first times that you figure out that there's something wrong with that dude is um, when somebody says something about how he smells. 
Like, he stinks oh, all mung, the time. Mung beans. And then, yeah, they, they do a cutaway to him, and he's like, oh, I sprout mung, mung beans in my desk at work. Yeah. They smell like death, but they're delicious or yeah. something like that. And you're like, oh, this guy's not okay. I think that's um, around the same time that they have the Christmas, uh, they have oh, the, yeah. the Dirty Santa gift exchange or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Jim opens it up, and it's uh, like a, a clearly an old used sweatshirt or whatever yeah. jacket. And yeah. I forgot who reveals it. I think Jim is like, I'm pretty sure Creed just gave me something out of you know a used sweatshirt or whatever. Yeah, and they cut to Creed, and he's like, "Yep, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what yeah, happened." Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Creed quote, and I don't. I, I I remember this because um, I've always been like, that's my favorite thing Creed has ever said. But I don't remember the context, so maybe you can help. There's a there's a point in the show where Creed says, toes are a gift, not a right. And I don't remember why he said that. Hmm. I do. I don't, I don't even remember that. But it was such a weird thing to say. And he goes, toes are a gift, not a right. And then that was all he said. And then it like moved on to something else, and you're like, "What?" So and, and it's was... funny because it, the way people react to him on the show is exactly how it would be in a real office. Like he's there, mm-hmm. but they don't. Re- if you watch people, characters on the show don't really interact with him a lot. They kind of take him for what he is. They hear what he says, and they move past it. Yeah, or if like if they even hear what he says, like if most they, of the time people he, ignore right. him. Yeah, a lot of time they'll say if and they, they hear it, they just choose not to react. All right, so here's a to clip. It. I gotta play my little clip because now that I said it, I gotta see hey, boss, it. Boss, what's going on? So he, here we go. Sorry, boss, what's going on? Sir, there has been a murder, and you are a suspect. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hang on just a sec. Let me settle in, and I'll be right back. Very good, very good. <laughs> and now he runs to his car. And okay. <laughs> okay, let me just settle in. <laughs> Yeah, so that, uh, that's there's a lot, man. I mean, you could YouTube the best of any of these characters and you'll get videos for them, but that's... Uh, oh, Creed is that's, so weird. I love him. Uh, all right, <clears throat> next up, favorite Oscar moment. Not Oscar as in the Oscars, Oscar as in <laughs> Oscar Martinez. I really liked when Tom Cruise gave that speech about... Uh, anyways, uh, okay. That was so, lovely. <laughs> so... Man, Oscar. So Oscar to me is probably the biggest jerk on the show. Yes, I love him still. Obviously, there's no character I I don't love, but he is, um, by far the most like cynical. <laughs> I don't know, man. I gosh, I dude, I don't know. I, that's the, I, I, again. It's this is really this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, my my favorite thing about Oscar is that he would so often be the <clears throat> the um, voice of reason, but like in a super like in as jerky a way as he possibly could, because he was so uh, like snarky. Like, right. he was just so put together, and everybody else was such an idiot. And so he would always be the voice of reason, but he'd do it in the most mean way. So two <laughs> moments stood out to me. Um, one was when Creed was trying to explain to Michael super poorly what bankruptcy was. 
And Creed was like, so you're having money problems? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, if you just declare bankruptcy, all your problems go, go away. And Michael says something like, um, if, if you declare, like in Monopoly, if you declare bankruptcy, you lose. And so Creed's like, uh, you don't go by Monopoly. Um, you know, like that's not how it works or something like that. And he says, um, bankruptcy, Michael is nature's do over. It's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. And Michael Scott goes like the witness protection program. (laughs) Creed goes, Creed goes exactly. And Oscar goes, not at all. (laughs) And then there was a moment where Michael was about to get a colonoscopy. Yeah. That, that um, dude, I was about to, but again, that's more of a Michael quote to me. That's what I thought yeah, about that Oscar's first, reaction to it because like because he just gets up he, and like, like walks out of the room. <laughs> yeah, he like genuinely wants to help, and he's like concerned because you know Michael's like I'm about to have a colonoscopy, and they're in his no. He office says I'm about to closed. have. A, he says I'm about to have a procedure. A procedure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Oscar's and like, oh, Oscar's how can like, I help? oh my goodness, how, you know what can I do to help? I'm so sorry, you know. He's like super concerned, and he's like, well, um, you know, I, I have to get a colonoscopy, and I was just wondering if there's anything I can do to make. The experience more pleasurable for myself or for the doctor. doctor. (laughs) And Oscar just has this blank stare on his face and then gets up and walks out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good one. And the other one for me that comes, like, I'm trying to go off of what pops up in my mind first. And one of them was when he and Andy get drunk um, in Canada when they go on a business trip. And he's like telling Andy to call Angela, and he's like, "I think you should call her. I don't know what's wrong with that woman, <laughs> like, because yeah. it's a side of Oscar." <laughs> no, he goes something. We've never something. seen drunk Oscar, yeah, especially drunk Oscar with Andy. He's like, "Something is wrong with that woman. You should call her." <laughs> and then, of course, the phone uh, call that happens is classic. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't write this one down, but since we just talked about Andy, favorite Andy musical moment. Oh, dude. Okay, I got it. Um, they're all good. Like obviously him and Dwight, uh, that's a classic. Like doing the, the uh, "Take Me Home" with the guitar and the banjo, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, where all they're all sitting on the porch, right? No, no, no. That's when they're in the break room when Aaron comes in and they're singing "Take Me Home." Oh, that's right. That's right. What was the one they like? They're at like Dwight's house or something like that, Andy's, and all of them were like that's playing just Dwight, music. That's Dw- not Dwight and his family. That's not Andy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So no, Dw- um, I think my favorite is when he wants to when he first asks Angela out, and he calls all of his old acapella oh, yeah. mates on speakerphone and they sing parts they sing that take a chance on me song or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah that is probably my favorite one out of there's a lot of good ones that's fun though i i really like <laughs> i really like when andy and pam were like going out on sales calls together <laughs> and he was like singing the, the sheet. Yeah, he was like reading the sheet and singing all the like the floor numbers and who was on it. And Pam cuts him off, and she's like, yeah. 204, got it." And he's like, mm, "I hate it when people do that. Now it's not resolved, and it's gonna, it's like in my head, and it's gonna it's like a, there all day." It's like holding in a sneeze. Yeah, he's Pam's like, like oh. "I think it'll be fine." And they get in the elevator, and he's like, "204." <laughs> <laughs> so Pam's like super angry, and he's like super pleased with himself because he resolved it. That is another great moment. <clears throat> I didn't even think um, about. All right. Favorite Kevin dumb thing. Got it. What is it? Got it. Kevin moment. I already had it ready. Uh, well, nope. I just thought of another one. Man, there's a lot of good ones. Okay, but no, the chili is my favorite Kevin moment. When he's talking about his chili and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, known yeah. around the office for my chili. 
I, I prepare blah 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 all night. I cut up the chilies blah, blah blah, and then it cuts to him walking in with his pot of chili, and he spills <laughs> the entire like five gallon pot all over the floor. And he panics and he's like rolling around in it using a clipboard trying to scoop it back into the pot like anybody's gonna eat it. Uh, that when I think of Kevin like best moments that stands out big time for me. That's so good, man. <laughs> so I just thought of another one. So now I have two. One is where um, <clears throat> Holly is like, Holly thinks he's retarded. Yes. And yes, so she, he's like standing at the vending machine and he's like trying to figure out what he's going to get from the vending he's machine. Like, hmm. And she's like, what are you getting, buddy? And he's like, I think I'm going to get the chips or something. And she's like, okay, let's see if you have enough money. And he holds out his hand and she's no, like, No, I know All what right. he says. Oh, not to cut you off, but... That line is really important because he goes, I like chips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like chips. I also like pretzels. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, all right, well, let's see you know, if you have enough money and what you can get. So she's like counting. She's like, okay, that's a quarter. That's a nickel. Oh, oh nope. That's a button. That's a and button. He's like, he's like, oh, okay. And he's just like going along with it the whole time. <laughs> Uh, and then the other one was when he went through that phase where he wasn't using, like, he was speaking in sh- super, like, just fractions of sentences. I don't remember what he was cutting yeah. out of his sentences. No, he was just um, shortening his sentences. He was like, me But take he was o- like... One day, yeah. One day, when me become president... <laughs> they, they see. They see. They see. And then when he was trying to make his argument, Jim's like, but are we really saving time? Because oh, I feel yeah, like, he's like the time you're taking like, to explain... World. Yeah. Sea World, and, yeah, because I don't yeah, know. If he's like, are you, talking see, about... are you talking about Sea World, or you're going to see the world, or? <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, man. next so one. Favorite team up, favorite duo that was created during mm. the show. So you got your classics like you know Jim and Pam, Dwight and Michael, right, right, right. Dwight and Angela. You mean like temporary team up type deals, like not the. It could be it could be either a classic or a team up that happened for like an episode or a couple episodes. Oh, I got it, I got it, because I just saw the episode. It's when uh, the sales call. It's when the same episode that Pam and Andy go on mm. their sales call, and she is pregnant, and they the first sale they don't close because they get all like weird because. The the person that they're talking, trying to sell, thinks that they're together and comments on oh, it. Yeah. And Pam's like, oh, no, 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 we're not together. And she goes, definitely not, definitely not. And they leave, and Andy's like, or maybe they're still there. Andy's like, looks like someone's got a case of the definitely's. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> then the next sales call they go on, Andy, like, is trying to get revenge and is like, oh, no, her, no, I date models. This is actually Pam is a surrogate because my mo- my model girlfriend didn't want to mess up her body. So we're having Pam carry our baby. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so then Pam gets upset. She's like, that was really mean. So then they feel like, then they realize they have like, they're onto something because people are more interested in them when they think they're together. Yeah. So they start acting like they're a couple. And then they close the sale. I mean, assuming presumptively they close the sale on the last one because they're, you know, acting like a married couple together. But that's a really fun. That's a really fun. Wasn't dynamic. that? Wasn't that the one where Andy like once they like figured that out, and then they like the next sales call, Andy starts like talking about birthing coaches and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, and oh, Pam's like, Tiffany. where's all that coming from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like surprisingly knows a ton about Lamont's class and birthing right. coaches and stuff. And she's like, I don't, I don't know where all that came from. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I was like, I was trying to think of some of the weirdest duos that we had because like Jim and Creed got got 
like teamed up for a second. Um, Jim and Daryl uh, were hilarious together. Dwight and Daryl were hilarious together. Stanley and Ryan was a thing too. Couple Stanley times. and Ryan was a hilarious. Um, and then you got like you have Phyllis and Pam. Yeah. And Phyllis like would get all weird with like motherly advice with Pam. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ryan and Jim was always fun because it was you know oh, yeah, they had they had like, their phases back and forth of Ryan yeah. was Jim's boss and then two seasons later Jim is Ryan's boss so that's fun. I one of my one of my favorite duos that ended up happening um, was Jim and Daryl, and I think Andy was there too when they did the Senior Lodenstein. That was uh, Kevin, Jim, Kevin, Jim, and Daryl. No, no, no. Daryl wasn't there. Daryl. No, Daryl was the one that Michael. walked in. Yeah, Daryl was the one that Jim was explaining. So it's it Kevin, Jim, and was it Dwight then? Dwight, uh, Dwight, Aaron, Kevin, and Jim. Yeah. All right. That was your four. So, um, and they build the uh, the senior Lodenstein. Yeah. Um, they're trying to load the paper device, into the truck without to load. without their uh, pallets yeah. and forklift. Um. So it's hard for me to it's hard for me to pick a favorite <laughs> duo. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot, man. I mean, uh, man. as far as two people that really, like, connect, that's what I was saying. Like, th- they do it so well throughout the series, like, where people get along some years better than others or some days better than others or there's mm-hmm. clicks that are developed through the years and then those clicks kind of stick or some of them kind of fall apart. Like, there's just the, – like, the party planning committee is another group yeah, yeah, like that you could say like as a thing, and Phyllis is in charge, and then Angela's in charge, and then Phyllis blackmails Angela into getting back in charge. Like, <laughs> there's just so many cool elements there, man. It's really I, unique. I will say my favorite moment between two characters, um, and it was a Jim and Michael moment, and they like it's not like they're a uncommon duo, but they didn't like they didn't really spend a lot of real time together. Like they were they spent most of the time was um, like boss employee time, right? But there was a moment where um, the office – I don't remember the, the context, but the office was really upset about something. And then Michael kind of led them through. Oh, it was the – I think it was the murder mystery episode where there was something going on. I think it was like downsizing or something. And Michael did the murder mystery Yeah, to distract him. To distract him. And nobody understood. And like people were getting pissed at Michael for like not dealing with the situation. And Michael and Jim end up sitting down together – at some point in the conference room and Michael like gets really serious and sincere for a second. And he says something to Jim about, um, you owe me. No, no, no. He says something that's like in that episode too. He says something like, uh, you know, sometimes people don't need to deal with their problems. Sometimes they just need to escape or something like that. And, like, you get the sense in that moment that Michael is not just some idiot that was being irresponsible. He was legitimately doing, like, the right thing in the moment to help them, like, right, yeah, cope with what was going on. And Jim finally gets it. And so they have this moment where Jim finally starts to understand Michael as a person. And you finally understand that Michael is not just an idiot. Like, he's got experience and, like, he knows what he's doing a little bit. And they have, like, this moment, and Jim finally gets it. And, like, it's a huge moment for the two of them, and they, like, they bond. And it's, like, it's a really touching moment for a second. And you're, like, oh, yeah, okay, I kind of get it. Like, Jim likes Michael, you know, more after that moment, you can tell. And, like, Michael feels like he finally 
expressed himself well to Jim, and so right. like, he's he's finally earned a little more of Jim's respect. It's a good moment. Um, all right, favorite touching moment of the entire show. Hmm. It had a few. I already know the one you're gonna say. It, it has to be with a Andy, big one. I think. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna use that one then. Um, I'm gonna name the obvious because I feel like it needs to be mentioned. The Jim and Pam romance is the draw-in for a lot of people that watch the show, especially females. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to say that the most touching moment for me, even though they have a lot of good moments, is. All right, I'm going to name a few of Jim and Pam's moments, and then I'll be done with that category. Because there's a lot of good moments, but I'm going to name a few there. So, number one, when Jim kisses Pam, and at the end of season two, Mm -hmm. because she's engaged, but her fiancé's a jerk, and he decides he's going to go all or nothing because he knows she's not happy. So he kind of expresses himself to her, and we find out later that she, she, you know, anyways... Things work out the way they work out later on um, to where it doesn't matter. But that was one of them. Like, that moment yeah, was so, yeah. like, you could hear a pin drop in a room every time that episode is watched because it's just so, like, like riveting every time. Jim, like, Jim is such a good guy the whole show. Right. And, like, so he's silently suffering in the, you know, the, most of the first two seasons. And, like, it's obvious that he loves her to death, but right. he can't say anything because she's with... Um, Roy. What's his face? Yeah, Roy. And so he never, like, he's he's such a good guy that he doesn't even say anything. Like, he won't, like, he, they, you know, have this, like, office flirtation thing, but he, like, he keeps it really mild. He doesn't say anything about, like, your jerk fiancé or whatever. Right. And so he silently suffers, and then when he finally goes for it in that moment, like, you're, yeah, it's huge. Like, it's huge for him because he's finally deciding to go for it. And it's huge for her because she's like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And it's huge for the viewers because that was the kind of the point where people were really getting in, involved with the characters. And that was a big plot line. Yeah. So there's that. And then I'll just name, like, one other one. That's, well, the engagement's a big one. When he, like, she yeah. goes to New York and he just wants to marry her so bad that you think he's Jim. He's going to play in this extravagant engagement. Instead, he just messages her randomly, we should meet up at our place for lunch. You know, the rest stop, whatever. It's a gas station halfway. It's pouring down rain. He literally just gets out of the car, walks up to her, hugs her, and then proposes, and that's their proposal. And then gets back in time for the weigh-in. That's the weight loss episode. Yeah. And so that's big. Here's the thing. Why does Rain make everything so romantic? It just does. And they knew it. They played on it. They played with our emotions. And then so uh, the third one is their wedding day, and uh, Pam's veil rips. And she talks about how someone in her family had told her to take mental pictures, so they put the camera, a little fake camera in front oh, of her yeah. face. And, and so her veil rips, and she Jim sees her, and he's like, you know, this is bad luck, blah, blah, blah. And Man, she's this crying. this is a good moment, too. Yeah, yeah, she's crying, and she's like, my veil tore. And he t- picks up a pair of scissors and just cuts his tie. Yeah. And she starts crying, like, at different tears, like happy tears. Like, that's when you know, like... I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how the writers. And you know, everything's going to be okay for them. Yeah. Like, I don't know how the writers come up with that stuff, but then she takes a mental picture of that moment. And if you haven't seen the show, I know we're spoiling a lot of stuff, but the end of the series, like I, I, I love, and I hate that they did this to us. Like they made Jim and Pam's marriage. Cause it's realistic. I mean, I've, I I just had, I had my six year wedding anniversary yesterday. I can tell you, 
you know, it's not always... Happy anniversary, dude. I don't think I knew that. Oh, yeah, that happened yesterday. Yeah, um, happy anniversary. Thanks, man. It's not as, like, big and magical as it is when you're engaged. Like, when you're dating and you're engaged, like, it's not... It doesn't always stay that special. Like, you yeah. want it to. It's not that you're... You know, you're not... You know, it just doesn't... It just doesn't happen. It's just in our nature. Like, things get stagnant. You gotta kind of rekindle the fire. Well... There's a moment, it's very realistic, where Jim and Pam, things kind of start, they have like a rough patch, and you actually think at one point, like, holy crap, like, are Jim and Pam not going to work out? Like, are they going to yeah. fall apart? Yeah. And so, Jim is just really stressed out, and when once he hears her voice that, he like, tears up, and he's like, you know, the actual line is when she says, um, oh, I forgot her wording, she says something like, I just feel like I'm not you know, I feel like I'm, I don't know, distracting you from what your dreams, whatever. And then he tells her that she's everything and he makes her a DVD. He gets the camera crew to make her a DVD. And then she watches it and it's a playback of all those moments, everything I just talked about basically. But it's, it's those moments that lead up to where they are now. And then in that moment, everything's fine. Like they, whatever. But that's like that show. I mean, I'm sorry, that plot line storyline says so much about that show like how deep it is somehow and yeah. all of that comedy and all the goofiness like absolute goofiness and mayhem they still manage to keep this realistic like like tear jerking these tear realistic tear jerking moments i don't know yeah. man it's that's what's so it's crazy a, like it just it's a beautiful love story like encased in this like zany weird dumb office like situation thing and yeah, you're right, man. When they like when they play all those moments back, and it's like you can like you remember the context of these moments and like everything that was happening at that time, you know, during all this stuff, and you, somehow like there's this beautiful love story mixed into all this weirdness. Um, yeah, mine, so my favorite touching moment of the whole show. Just say it. Uh, was it, it was it's the very last episode, um, and I like I don't. Okay, I was about to say I don't cry easily at movies or TV shows, and I don't know that that's true anymore. Oh. It used to be true, um, but I'm I've, I'm turning into a softy in my old age, I guess. And <laughs> um, but it used to be true, and I I remember not expecting this to happen to me at all. I still remember vividly the day I finished the show because I like I had not watched it for a while, and I didn't finish the show until years after it was off the air. And so I watched the last episode. And so, like, if you followed the show, you know, like, Andy, um, like, goes into the singing competition and doesn't make it. Um, and, like, goes through, like, a weird depressive patch. Um, and other people are, like, not in the office anymore. Mike's not the uh, manager anymore. And, like, so people are, like, off doing their other things. And in the last episode, they kind of bring everybody back and um, everybody's standing in the office and it's Andy's first time back in a long time and so he walks in and he's talking to everybody and they're all kind of gathering around and they're reminiscing and Andy says I wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days while they're still the good old days before you've actually left or bef- yeah and like and he, and the that thing is- when he says that I feel like there was so much real emotion in that That's moment. That's what I was going to say. Ed Helms was actually crying. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like 
He, he yeah, said they all, that line like like he was saying it himself, and they just happened yeah. to put it in the show. They all know that it's, you know, all the actors know it's the last episode, and you as the viewer, you know, you know it's the last episode. And so they're all standing around, he says that, and, like, even thinking about it, like, I almost tear up. Like, that was such a moment, and, it like, not just because that was the last episode of the show, but, like, that, just that quote. Like, oh, it's so relatable Just the to thought, just the thought that, like, I wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days while you were in the good old days. Or, or I think he says, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before they were the good old days. Before you actually left. And, is what he says, um, like, the, the thought that maybe you're not being as present or mindful as you should be, you know, in the best parts of your life is heartbreaking. Um, so yeah, man, I teared up. Like I, I was legit crying. I didn't just tear up. I was like, I was crying like a baby. Like I was crying <laughs> tears. There were tears. I dripping feel like we gotta play that eyes. clip too, right? Because it's. I think we both. Now I'm exactly where I want to be. I got my dream yeah. job at Cornell, and I'm still just thinking about my old pals. Only now they're the ones I made here. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Someone should write a song about that. And, like, you see him, like, tearing up and stuff as he's saying it. Yeah, man. Oof, it's good. That is such a moment. So good. Uh, Anyways. Um, all right. Uh, one last thing I'll say. Did you watch the final table read on YouTube? No. no. Do yourself a favor. The whole thing is on there. I think it's, like, an hour and a half long. Watch the final table read. It's the last episode, and they go through the whole episode. There's a lot of lines that got cut, obviously. Huh. But... You need to watch the emotions at that table read, dude. I watched it I'll actually it probably out. two or three times. I watched it, I think, last month. Um, man, it's just so good to see them, like, not as their characters, but just them sitting around the table, yeah. like, hanging out yeah. and chatting a little bit. They go around and introduce every person. They clap for them, like, one last time. And then mm-hmm. they start reading. And it's just so intense. It's really fun to watch, though. Huh. So you yeah, I'll check that, it out. The final table read. It's really good. All right, man. Um, last superlative. We there's a ton of them that we could do, but this is the last one. Favorite overall episode. Favorite of the Office overall episode. Man, it's hard to pick one because a favorite episode may not have my favorite moments in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Um, I think we already named it, but. The one I laugh at the most, the one that's the most com- like comical to me, is the one that starts off with the fire, and then the CPR dummy, where yeah. where she's saying, if you don't know how fast to do the CPR, do it at the rate of I'm staying alive, like the beat, and they all start yeah. singing and dancing, and like it's just, yeah. and then Dwight cuts the face off and puts it on his face, yeah. and then they end up, and so so <laughs> they have to go in front of David David Wallace like two or three times within that one episode. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Like, that episode is probably the funniest individual episode for me, start to finish. Yeah. Man, there. like, now that we're... Th- I got to I gotta go back and watch it. I'm going to go back and watch it again now because, <laughs> like, I'm thinking of all the crazy stuff in the show. I'm going to watch favorite, it get off here. My favorite episode is uh, the Office Olympics episode. Oh, yeah. Michael, Michael is off at, like, some convention or something. Where did he go for that episode? He I wasn't know, in the it's, office. It's early. It's season two. It's before and Jim goes to Stanford. Yeah, Jim puts together the Office Olympics, and they use Yo Play yogurt foil tops as the medals, 
and um, they do like you have to run around with reams of paper tied like stuck to your shoes and like all this other stuff like cr- just crazy stuff Flunker, and Jim puts together Flonkerton or something Flonkerton yeah 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 <laughs> that was it um, and like Jim puts together all this stuff and that's actually like there's actually also a really good moment with well where Pam's talking about Jim and like up until this point Jim is just kind of a screw up like he's just phoning it in like and he you know he doesn't care that much about his job he's just doing it because it's a job Jim hasn't really figured himself out yet like he's not a responsible adult he's just this kid who has a sales job at a paper company and he puts together the office Olympics and Pam is talking to the camera at one point and she talks about how like Jim like when Jim really cares about something he can do such amazing things right. because he put together this office Olympics that everybody loved so much. And she was still engaged she, to Roy when she said yeah. that too. And she's like, she's talking about how much potential he's got when he actually like really cares about something and throws himself into it. So that was like a, a good little moment with Pam talking about yeah, Jim. Cause he starts um, his own company later on and throws yeah. himself into it. Um, but yeah, man, that was the office Olympics is, is, it's awesome by man. far like that's always been my favorite episode um man there's so much to talk about about the office but yeah it, this has already been our longest podcast and we have yeah. i feel like just ve- barely just skimmed like we didn't even this... talk about like behind the scenes like any of the real life things that went into that show yeah. we just talked about like things. this is this is a long <laughs> this is like star wars length uh episode so and i feel like obviously... i could talk about the office more than Star Wars. Yeah. Obviously we like The Office. Um big fans. So, if you like The Office, uh you should let us know Please what do. your favorite moments from The Office are, your lo- favorite yeah, character, your listeners. favorite character moment, favorite episode, whatever it is. Um so get in touch with us. There's a few ways you can do that. You can hit us up at Gmail. Uh here's a thing cast at gmail.com on Facebook, facebook.com slash here's a thing cast. Mm-hmm. We have a Twitter now, Tyler. We are at HTTCast on Twitter, so you can tweet us there on Twitter. Or tweet us. Tweet us on Twitter. On the tweets. Um, we're also on SoundCloud. Um, you can use the Facebook to get us also. Uh, so do those things, man. We love talking to people, and we would love to talk to you about The Office. Um, so be like Sean and Chad. And talk to us because we will talk back. <laughs> and thank you, Sean and Leave Chad, comments on our Facebook. for talking to us. Um, I listen to podcasts and I don't leave comments like I you should. You should, man. I, I told you, I just I because, recently like, started interacting a lot more with here's the th- yeah. here's the thing. That's our podcast with stuff you should know. And you do interact well with your podcast, though. With here's yeah. the thing, I think you do a good job. I, of that. Well, I hope so, man. We we're the hosts, so we probably should. <laughs> um, no, I really all feedback is appreciated. If you think it, if you're like, eh, I should really reach out to those guys about that thing, and then you don't do it, that that's you know that makes us sad knowing that you could be out there. So yeah. if you're that person, go ahead and just hop on the social meds. Just takes a second. Just try, you know, because we love to interact with listeners. So it means meads. a lot to us. The yeah. so me. How, did we? Did you just come? No, I. Th- I'm almost positive I've heard somebody else say so meads in a comedic. I love that. Well, just hop on the so meads, yeah. surf around. Um, hit the insta, hit the snap, hit the face. 
I feel like old people use Facebook now. Everybody's like, oh, Facebook? That's, uh. Ah, dude, it, it's tough, It's man. still the biggest I, audience I, of all the social media, though, so. Oh, for sure. I still get on there probably, probably daily. It just, it's I not what it was. I certainly don't use it as much as I used to, though. Yeah, I'll say that. neither do um, I. I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention before we signed off. Oh, we have a gig coming up in October. Um, I think it's October. Let me double check my phone. I think it's October, it's October 2nd. 2nd. Yeah. Um, we're going to be at a food truck rodeo in North Carolina, the Raleigh Durham area. So if you live in that area, uh, you will probably hear more information in that area about the food truck rodeo. If you are not in that area, but you plan on being there around October <laughs> 2nd, you should check it out. Or if you're huge fans of us, and you just want to see and hear everything that we do, you should head to Raleigh-Durham on October 2nd for the Food Truck Rodeo. We're going to play some music. We're going to sing some songs. Mm. We're going to have a good time. We're going to interact with people. Hey, if if, uh, you haven't used your vacation days yet, that seems like the best way to use them. Dude, it's a Food Truck Rodeo, man. That's the perfect way to use vacation days. If you were planning on going to Hawaii with the family, you can go ahead and cancel that and plan on heading to You can spend all of that money on food food trucks. Man, that sounds Raleigh Durham is actually it's or, a pretty area, like that whole area. It, it it's is. It's not too far away it's, from Richmond, which is where you're located. It's not too far. Um, it's an hour and a half from where it's I pretty, am. man. It's it's green. It's got pretty, some man. rolling hills. It's nice. So we're gonna be playing rolling a hills. gig uh, in October. So if you're in the yep. area and you want to stop by and say hey, we would love for you to do that. We will have more information. We would on that love the closer we get. We would love to sign some of our albums. Yeah. For people, if you want well, some, let's. We should put out some albums so that we have things to sign. <laughs> in that case, oh right, yeah, let's right. let's How do about that. Posters, let's do that too. We'll make some post. Um, hey, we uh, we. If you would like to for us to put out some albums, you can just you can invest into our uh, yes our our album our album. You can form. hit us on the so meads for details about how to do that. Hit us up on the um, so meads. All right, I think that's all we got. We've rambled for. We're running enough. out of. Th- I'm, I'm saying ridiculous yeah. things now. I feel goofy. We talked about the office for an it's hour and a half. So I feel really awesome goofy. that show. Um, all right, everyone. If you haven't, if you're if you're still listening and you haven't watched the office, how dare you? Even with everything, even with everything you've heard you, now, like you got, you just go get through season one. Not that it's bad, but it's they spend it's, a full season. It's the weakest their season. It is for yeah. sure. It is. They spend a they spend a full season developing their characters, and they hit their stride literally right out of the gate on yep. season two. I yep. think season two, episode one, they're rolling. They know who they are. They know where they're headed. I think they know at that point too. Like, wow, we're not going off the air. We have a huge following. Yeah. You can literally tell season two from season one. They know they they're yep. onto something, which is yep. awesome. So watch it. Um, Do it, everyone that has listened. Thank you so much for listening mm. um we Much we say love. it every week and we don't want to forget to say it every week uh we super super appreciate you listening um it's awesome to see that people have listened to a thing that we just sat down and recorded uh right just because we wanted to and that's super cool. who does that so thank you for being interested enough to listen i do that by the way don't be offended if i i listen to podcasts. i do that too. um Okay. So the last thing I'm going to say is that we have an Amazon affiliate link, and what oh, that means yeah. is if you shop on Amazon, uh, you can help our show out by doing literally nothing extra, not spending an extra dime. But here's how you do it. I'm going to put the Amazon affiliate link in the episode description 
of this show. You click our link. It, there's also a link on our Facebook as well. Uh, so you click the link. It will take you to Amazon like you normally would do anyway. Search away, purchase away, whatever you want to do. And Amazon will send us a check um, with what? a cut from the proceeds from the stuff you bought. So it's a it's so, a cool way for you to be able to support um, a podcast uh, that you enjoy, I hope, um, without having to spend a single extra dime. Um, so we're not asking you to like go out of your way to throw us a buck or two. Do the shopping you would normally do anyway on Amazon um, and just do it through our link and Amazon will cut us a check and it's awesome. They're super cool, so cool. like that. If you're going to buy a so car, do it through Amazon. Buy an Amazon car um, and we would love you forever. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I think that's it. So, Tyler, you got anything else? I don't, man. All right, man. I don't. I love The Office, I Josh. I love you, Tyler. Okay. That's it. Oh, that's deep it's all right man you don't have to say it back that's a deep bromance no i love you i love i love all right cool uh i feel weird with love man you know how i feel with love i don't give it to anybody i I mean we've known each other long enough i know man i mean i obviously l word we've said it to each other before tyler you don't have to be embarrassed i know in front of other people now i'm in front of too many people to just express you guys make tyler shy too much so you do it's too much PDA we're gonna, for we're gonna sign off all right so that's everything we got um this was here's the thing I feel bad now I love that you was, Josh thanks, Tyler. I freaking love you I need man. you to shout it from the housetops now no nah, that's all right I'll take that I don't people are sleeping okay um all right thank you everyone for listening that was the thing about the office uh tune in next week thank you for listening we've got like I'm I'm churning on some cool ideas um, and so is Tyler. So we're going to come back with another exciting episode next week. Uh, it's going to be good. And that's all we got. If, so if you come back, if you come back next week, you better be ready to freaking. All right, well, don't build it up too much, Tyler. Cause then if we disappoint, then I don't listen to a podcast. Be ready to there listen you go. to, it will definitely See, be a podcast. You didn't, you did not let me finish. That's where I was going with that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You're the all best right, till next time. See you later. Till next time. Bye.